0: Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one, absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Guys of a certain age in the holiday season, Robbie Koblenton's studio alongside Jay Reed. And who knows where Art is? We just decided to pick on him this week and kick him out. We are Artless. We're Artless. We're Artless. That's almost Heartless by Heart. <laughs> which which version of Heart do you like? Do you like the the pre-Bad Animals, you know, kind of rockin' version of Heart? Or do you like post-Bad Animals where they go with all the ballady stuff? You know, Bad, animal, bad Animals was somewhere around 84, 85,
1: I believe. I'm going to say yes.
0: Okay. All right. Well, never mind. And that concludes our music portion of our show today. So, um, All right. Well, let's just jump into uh, to Geeks of the Week. Uh, what you got this week?
1: Well, this is a special Geek of the Week for our listeners wait, in London.
0: Wait, wait, but all our Geeks of the Week are special.
1: Yes, this is especially special.
0: Especially special.
1: Because basically anybody in, in America who is interested in this is probably not going to be able to see it. But if we have you know, our two or three listeners... That occasionally pop up in England.
0: <laughs> wow. You're going to love this. Oh,
1: man. I can't wait to hear this one. What you got? Well, I, I, I thought of it. It came across it, and it, it connected to our previous discussion of the Blockbuster podcast where the Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. they talked about the some of it, the challenges.
0: It was primarily... George Lucas, Steven Sp- in Star Wars, Correct. Steven Spielberg in Close Encounters, and Jaws was a little
1: corollary to it. Right, so it, it connects to the Jaws part gotcha. of, of Steven Spielberg. Um, there's a play going on in the west end of London right now called The Shark is Broken. And it's based on, it's got the three main characters, Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfuss, and I believe Robert Shaw, The you know when they're on the boat. And it takes place... They're stuck on the boat. You know, they had lots of problems with the mechanical shark yeah. and things didn't go well because they were filming in, in the ocean instead of a tank and all these kind of things that Spielberg wanted to do. And so this is like a conversation going on while filming has stopped because of some problem. And the thing I thought was the most cool, because when you look at the picture of these guys, the guy that looks like Roy Scheider really looks like him. Richard Drivis, okay. But Robert Shaw is played by his son. Oh wow! And he actually wrote the play, or, or was part of one of the writers of the play. So you look at this guy I'm like he really looks like the, the real thing, and then you read into it; it it's his son. That's fun. And That's it's supposed fun. to be funny. They uh, apparently gets um, they start to drink, and and the conversation you know chaos ensues in the conversation. But, sure. But sure, it seemed like it'd be a really fun play. If I was in London, I would go see it.
0: What's the name of it?
1: The shark is broken. The shark is broken, which wow. I guess alludes to the Bruce the shark actually being. Broken. <laughs>
0: but is 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 the shark jumped at any
1: point? I don't know this. I haven't seen the play.
0: Ah, uh, uh, So you think there would be girls there because then they would be West End girls?
1: Probably some things. pet shop boys. I think, yeah, I got the song. I got Okay. There. Well, right. you didn't get the heart
0: reference. <laughs> I, I, just well, sure I you were just completely understanding there. So uh any any plans to bring it across the pond? I didn't see any plans. As of yet. I'm not going
1: to London with you to watch a shark. It started play. in Edinburgh, and then they redid it in West End, London. So, I would think it would come over here. I mean, it's an American movie, surely. But, yeah. Th- yeah. There was no indication that it would be If Robert Shaw's traveling. son
0: wants to come across the pond. Right. Yeah. And who knows at this yeah. point. But looks. Just like him. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Uh, well, maybe you and Melissa and art and Becky can go since you're, yeah. you're theater people. So <laughs> For theater, people. You're theater people, you know, not to be confused with tomorrow people. So, um, okay, well, cool. Cool. Uh, my, um, my geek of the week is going to be pretty current. If we get around and dropping this episode, when we're supposed to drop this episode, um, December 16th on HBO Max, Station Eleven is premiering. It's a 10-episode sci-fi miniseries, and it's post-apocalyptic, but it looks like it's got a little bit of a sense of humor to it. Uh, and I would not heard anything about this this miniseries, looked at the previews, and I, I have to say I'm pretty, uh, pretty intrigued. Uh, Mackenzie Davis is in it. Mackenzie Davis, um, who is probably best known as Hacker Cameron Howe in Halt and Catch Fire, which played on AMC as Mad Men was winding down. They tried to use Mad Men as a lead-in to *Halt and Catch Fire*. I'm rewatching *Halt and Catch Fire* before it leaves um, Netflix in the next week or so. Um, big fan of of Mackenzie Davis. She was also one of the Terminators, I believe, mm. in the last Terminator movie, *Dark Salvation*. Okay. Does that have seen me? any of them? Most you know, ones. I've only seen T1 and T2, and I'm just, it's kind of like with Highlander, I pretend like the rest don't exist, mm-hmm. so, but uh, but anyway, that looks really, really interesting. Um, what's the name of it again? It's called Station Eleven. It's based upon a book that won the uh, Arthur C. Clarke um, Science Fiction Book Award four or five years ago. Um, so, and uh, also, today, as we record this, the Peacemaker Limited Series, um, uh, trailer dropped, and that's going to launch in early January. So that's John Cena reprising his role from The Suicide Squad. Okay, I'm seeing that, yeah. And so it's uh, produced and directed by James Gunn. So James Gunn comes to... Uh, limited series television on HBO Max, which okay. that looks really really interesting. Uh, the character Amanda Waller's in it. Some of the folks from the Suicide Squad are back in. Some of the support staff. Um, Robert Patrick, speaking of Terminator, plays John Cena, the Peacemaker's father, which he just looks to be perfectly cast. Has the same type of hair, you know. John mm-hmm. Cena has the kind of the flat top, right. high. Yeah, yeah. So that's what uh, that's what Robert Patrick looks like. So um, anyway. There you go. That's right. my Geek of the Week. Cool. That's, that was quick. Where's Art about the snappy comments? know well, we ha- do
1: have a, uh, um, a, an RIP segment. Oh, okay. We'll do that. Um, so
0: i Death Watch. Who, uh, yeah, who passed?
1: Eddie Mecca, who played – I'm trying to find the name of the guy he played. And Maybe it was Eddie. He was on Laverne and Shirley.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, remember you on Laverne and Shirley. He was the, the cool cat on Laverne and Shirley. Right, right. But what's his Geek Connection?
1: He was on Laverne and Shirley. Oh, is that it? And that's a, it's more of a certain age connection. Oh, okay, so it's, it's, not a, a, it's not a geek necessarily. It's not a geek it's more connection. Just, uh, and I don't
0: remember him in anything else. No, I don't either. You know, I'm looking at his filmography to see. League
1: of Their Own, is it what he's on?
0: Yeah, Beaches. He was in Beaches. Do you remember Beaches? I,
1: I remember it. I don't Well, know if I saw it, but I remember That's a bit oh, but, middler.
0: Oh, yeah, you heard the song. Oh, sure. And, you yeah, know, uh, wind Beneath My Wings, like 88. a thousand
1: weddings since then. Oh, my goodness, I tell you what. Uh, Played it at your wedding, listener. It's okay. It's a beautiful song.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I didn't realize he had to cross over into Happy Days as himself for two episodes. That's pretty interesting. So that would been the uh, that would have been the so uh, crossovers
1: didn't originate with uh, with, with DC, Marvel. With that would been
0: the the Happy Days television universe, I guess. <laughs> um, he was on the Love Boat, Fantasy Island, all the typical late seventies, early eighties um, sitcom TV shows that you would you would. Um, Expect Did a guest on Moonlighting, um, Family Matters. He was in it for okay. two episodes. The Guiding Line. You know, he was Grady on that's The Guiding Line. That's quite a line. turn. Uh, the world didn't turn for that.
1: <laughs> I was trying to come up with that. Yeah,
0: yeah you were. He was in Power Rangers Wild Force, so there's the there's there the key go. connection. Um, he was in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which okay. I've so not seen that yet. I haven't either. That That's probably something I need to jump into. Yeah. So, um, because it's just been around forever mm-hmm. in a day, and folks who love it really, really love it. That and Schitt's Creek, I've not uh, gotten into. I've it just either. watched a few of the Creek. Yeah, and it just hadn't caught me. I guess. Yeah. So I'm watching a Wheel of Time. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm digging it. I, I really. The, it was a little slow to get going, and there's a lot of world building going on, mm-hmm. but they kind of, they kind of zero in pretty quick. I think. I still don't know where the money went for production. It's not necessarily on the screen. Um, but it is definitely set up to be a multi-season um, okay. journey. So
1: I need to watch some of that. Are you caught up on Hawkeye? I know we'll save that yeah man, discussion for a later episode. I love but. Hawkeye.
0: I tell you what, it uh, may be my favorite Marvel that's what my brother said I'm enjoying it too uh, It's just a nice slice of life mm-hmm. And uh, Haley Stanfield mm-hmm. Stayfield How do you Steinfield, I think. Steinfield She's fabulous yeah. she, she nails Kate Bishop um, Lost. So that's an
1: actual character, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. something they developed Just to have no, a TV no. show She's
0: part uh, of it And there was a Hawkeye limited series uh, Which I've got And the title credits The, you know, that style The logos from that limited series Okay So, uh, Lucky the Dog is in it It's, it's really, really good so um lost in space dropped on netflix this week as we're recording um so it's the final season
1: they're also doing I, I came across this for lost in space they're doing some graphic novels and they're gonna do a crossover between the old cast or for lack of better in the new cast That'd in, one, in cool. one of the graphic novels they're gonna they're gonna meet each other in in this weird cross-universe thing
0: wow that could be quite interesting so, um, I'm enjoying. Uh, I'm enjoying that. Well, I've started watching it. I've enjoyed the series before, uh, and how you've got the killer robots. Have you watched any of Lost in Space? Again? I watched
1: a little bit of the new one, just a few episodes. Yeah,
0: uh, it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Doctor Who Flux uh, winds up um, Sundays we're recording this. That's been quite interesting. It's a six episode one off season. So um the the six episodes, it's like a mini series. Mm-hmm. So everything is goes you know, Doctor Who has traditionally been kind of one off or maybe a two parter. This is a six part show, uh spread spread across six hours and it's pretty epic. And it, it's starting to tidy up a few of the loose ends that were left last season. Uh then Jody Whitaker after these six are done, I think she's got three more specials than she is out of the TARDIS so she has recorded everything she's recorded her uh regeneration scene at the end I mean yeah but we still don't know who the new doctor is that's okay so any other geek thing we can vamp about I think we're good I think we're good trying to make up for the gaping hole in our podcast that is our Shirley (laughs) so all right we're going to come back Jay's going to talk about something drastic he did and the repercussions and uh he's going to tell me what He's getting me for Christmas. Is that right?
1: Um, uh, no, no, no. All right,
0: when we go back, and we're back, and there have not been any presents that have popped up. So I'm a little disappointed about that. I gave you plenty of time across the break. I guess so. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I, but you wanted to wait till Art was here, right? Exactly. Yes. yes. That's it yeah sure exactly exactly all right you did something drastic something you have we've kind of made fun of you through the years you have canceled right yeah yeah i mean we're the
1: entire three seasons three years
0: three years whatever what have
1: you done now jay i no longer receive netflix dvds
0: you moved it to a vhs subscription right right
1: all right so i did put my vcr out 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 last night and watch a couple of things good for you not related but yeah i cut the cord about a month ago um i realized that you know i'm putting money in and um getting dvds were just sitting there and getting very little out i was getting very little we were i mean we were streaming everything and there were still some things you know my big my big thing for keeping it all this time was because you could get stuff on on DVD that you necessarily couldn't get on the Netflix streaming, but sure. now that I have you know a bajillion other streaming options, I feel like I can find it in that money rather than you know pay monthly for two DVDs to sit there for six weeks and maybe yeah. get a chance to watch them, I can pay the three ninety nine to rent or whatever. There you go. If I really really have something, but there you go. But you had asked me the question earlier about you know what were the last. Once on your DVD queue. Yeah. So, what, uh,
0: uh walk us through and. So, I yeah. got,
1: a, there's six and there's a reason for did that.
0: You, did you watch all six of them?
1: I did. Yeah. Oh, I watched okay. everything. Yeah. All right. And this was not planned, but it just kind of worked out that the timing, you know, had this. This ending. So one of them was Spinal Tap, which we talked about before,
0: which I bought on Blu-ray. Which you bought on
1: Blu-ray, yeah. and I was going to bar, but I just I already had it on my queue, so it came, and I watched it and enjoyed it. Did you yeah. like it? I did. I think it was one of those. May have said this before that I probably need to watch again to catch all the stuff. And then there was there was uh, you know the extra stuff too, yeah. and there was even more like outtakes that were, you know, so funny when, as well. So
0: when art and I say these go to eleven, you understand that now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this one goes to eleven. Okay. Why don't you just make ten louder? These go to eleven. <laughs> all right.
1: So so that's probably the, the outlier in my final six. I had gone through I really love Sean Connery as an actor and I think we had talked about his passing and, and, and all this. And so I went through and just chose everything I could find from that Sean Connery okay. was in. And so that ended up being the last five or six. So Highlander was one of them. Uh, that was probably the last one I watched. There could um, be only one, <laughs> uh, great train robbery. Okay. Yeah. Um, murder on the Orient express, which is how, what, when was that murder? Was um, that, it probably wasn't the original. It was color i don't know was there one before
0: that i think there was one before that but that was what early 80s mid 80s
1: if not before okay yeah yeah. because he was he was a little bit older but not not older i mean it was the production value on it we clearly made it older yeah um and there was something called the wind and the lion um it was kind of a middle eastern thing he he played a shake yeah in it um but the uh, and then another one called Playing by Heart, which is kind of a modern uh romance kind of a thing. He was he was an older guy in this, and I read somewhere that he wanted to do this just to to get away from the normal characters, you know, that he played. Who was
0: his co stars in
1: that? Gosh. I don't remember.
0: What's it called? Playing by heart. Playing by heart. Yep. Um
1: We're both trying to look it up. So Yeah. Yeah, you know, what well, anyway. Not all of them were, like, super great movies. Like, even Highlander, as classic as it is. You better watch where you're going, buddy. You better watch where you're going. <laughs> you could just tell it's age. That's all I'm saying.
0: Jillian Anderson was in uh, Playing by Heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Scully. So, okay, who was, cool. who
1: was Who was the? I don't know. I think the woman that played. Um,
0: I don't know any of the rest of these.
1: Okay, so. Anthony
0: Edwards was in it. Angelina Jolie was in it
1: she was one of the daughters he it was it was him Dennis and Dennis Quaid wife and three daughters
0: Dennis Quaid, huh? And right. John Stewart. Oh wow, John Stewart before he be, became it looks uh, like he and Jillian uh, Anderson were a couple. Could have been. Yeah. Oh, Ellen
1: Burstyn good. was the she was the the wife. She played in uh, the Notebook. She was the older version of Rachel McAdams in the Notebook. Okay. Patricia Clarkson
0: John Stewart as an actor. That's crazy. Okay, all right. Yep. So, so,
1: it was Madeline Stowe. Yes, a lot of big names in it. Yeah, never saw um, it. Uh, Michael Emerson from Lost.
0: Looks like a really good soundtrack. You've got Bonnie Wraith, Nina Cherry, P.J. Harvey, Moby. Ooh, an early Moby. Huh. Yeah, John Barry. So, yeah, cracker.
1: So, so, it was kind of a fun, fun run through. Was John that the last one you watched? No, nah, I think the last one was the Highlander.
0: Highlander. It's not the Highlander. It's Highlander. <laughs> okay. Watch your articles, there, buddy. Especially when you're dealing with the classics.
1: Highlander. Is what I so, asked. so you I loved th- him in that. I mean, he was he was hilarious in
0: that. <laughs> yeah. So he's supposed to be a Spanish uh, conquistador type character, played by a middle-aged Scotsman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is which is kind of all of these roles, you know. He's playing a Middle Eastern, Ar- Arabian sheikh, and and also Scottish, you know. Scottish yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, when he when he plays, uh, what's the character from uh, Hunt for Red October? I can't remember. Not Mobius Colonel
1: something something. Well, he was the it's Russian close. commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: He was the Russian commander, and um, you know, after they did the switch to the English. Um, they go from subtitles to the main character speaking English right uh, Everybody else has got a Rus- Russian accent except for Sean Connery mm-hmm. and it's kind of uh, kind of a Scottish Russian accent so but he can get away with it
1: yeah he is Sean Connery yeah
0: I guess his was the voice before uh, Morgan Freeman became the voice
1: I'd say so that's a good point
0: yeah yeah James Earl Jones has always been kind of the the mm-hmm. voice. But, you know, a lot—obviously, James Earl Jones was the voice of Darth Vader, but his VOs for CNN— Is what Mm -hmm. kind of made him a household recognizable. This This is is CNN. CNN. Yeah, he was great. So, but Morgan Freeman. It's like if you're going to get your life narrated by somebody, you want Morgan Freeman for sure. I mean, before that, it was it was probably Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. So look at there. The light went off. So did you have some sort of memorial ceremony when you when you gathered the last DVDs up and you put them in the red mailer? Did you did you like like go to a post office? box somewhere and I just put in and just kind of put them in and just kind of stared at the, the the box for a minute
1: I hate to disappoint you I just put them in the mailbox oh, it man. was momentous though I mean when I when I clicked that you know change my account that was a big deal and boy I tell you what I went back into my app the other day to see yeah if if I, if I had a if I could look back at the queue and remember what was what it's gone oh yeah I think I must have been the last subscriber because it's gone <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Oh, finally he's gone. We can we, shut down this warehouse." Yeah, they
0: they are they're shredding DVDs right, right now. I would be curious to see how many folks have still got that that kind of analog subscription.
1: I wonder if we could look that up.
0: Probably not. Netflix holds those numbers. If they're not, you know, they they hold subscriber numbers pretty tight. Mm-hmm. So, but
1: well, yeah. I held out as long as I could.
0: Yeah, you did. You did congratulations, Jay.
1: And now I've got like I've been I've been looking for stuff at home um to like VHS tapes and to, to turn to DVD. And I was yeah. looking through all of this stuff and realized how many DVDs we still have that are actual DVDs that, that we don't watch them either. Yeah. And Melissa was saying, Oh, I, there's another season of Grantchester and another season of this, you know, we're talking about Christmas gifts and stuff. And I'm like, you don't watch yeah. the DVDs we have now. And it doesn't mean I won't get them for, her, but, um, you, but know. you know, the, the fiscal act, even though
0: it's not much, but the fiscal act of, Pulling the DVD, dropping it in, and watching it as opposed to having it on a smaller—ow, mm-hmm. that was painful—a smaller screen. Yeah, I mean, it just has become kind of a kind of a chore at this point. Yeah, I guess so. But I will I will warn you, DVDs are not forever. So we're starting to see DVDs from uh, the early two thousands, uh, especially DVD R's, recordable DVDs, starting to rot and Ooh, fade. Really? So, yeah. Really, the only way that you can maintain your data... Well, there's no foolproof way to maintain your data forever, but you get it digitized, and you just propagate it across hard drives forever mm. until the end of time. Yikes. Yeah. so Then I'll probably lose them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, kind of like you, you lost But your- they're not getting any use, so they're, <laughs> they're still in mid-condition.
0: Well, yeah, but it's not the use factor. It's just some of the adhesive, some of the bonding and the layering just starts to kind of go. Wow. It's kind of sad. Like all technology, like all technology, that's right. So, all right. So, I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad that Art was not here to congratulate you on moving from from the DVD portion of your life to the digital portion of your life. But in, on behalf of Art Shirley, I will congratulate you to welcoming you into semi modern times.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right. So you listened to our episode, the episode that Art and I recorded on kind of toys and Mm -hmm. and, and different levels and the the cheap, mid, and expensive, and super expensive in my case. Mm -hmm. What do you have on your list? Well, I
1: hope I got the categories right. I probably didn't. It doesn't really matter. We made it up as we went along. Yeah. Well, the super cheap, and this is going to have some overlap from our collectibles discussion, a lot of this will, but I think the super cheap thing that makes me the happiest, and I got a couple of them, are my smash pennies because they're – Two quarters and a penny they're fifty one cents fifty one cents and you get to keep the penny it's just not so able to spend it after it's, it's flattened and it's no engraved. longer legal tender no longer legal tender but which isn't uh, that illegal it to- is not and there's a big sign on all the machines <laughs> letting you know that it is okay okay yeah there is a, some gray area there but but I have you know I have over a thousand of them it, it it's just fun for me you have over and, a thousand that's a hundred dollars in pennies well, then count the fifty
0: cents you have to give up for that too. Okay. Wow. Wait. Wait. You've got over a thousand. Let's That's do some basic math. Five hundred dollars, isn't it? I mean, you 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 drop some you drop some coinage on that. Literally,
1: drop some coinage. Five hundred and ten dollars. Yeah. And there's no telling how many. And but it's fun because I've got a cheap souvenir from pretty much anywhere I go, and it helps me plan my travel because I like go looking for machines and I'll find cool things in places. We did that when we were in Maine this summer. There was a a machine at a little country store. So we stopped at this country store, and and it was just a really cool place. And I got my pennies, but it was some fun stuff aside yeah. from it. So it does lead to other adventures. So cheap souvenir that you know the adventures. And the the thing that goes alongside that. Have you seen these Kinder eggs? They're kind of big now. You see them in the in the aisle at uh your yeah. big box stores when we lived overseas, that's when I was first introduced to Kinder Chocolate. Sure. And they had the eggs there. And so it's just a chocolate egg. And inside there's a little uh, capsule like you used to get out of a gumball machine mm-hmm. with a toy in it that you usually have to build sure. uh, two or three steps. And again, just like the pennies, people will bring me pennies when they see them. There was a guy uh, that lived near us, and they knew that I love these little toys. So anytime they bought a Kinder Egg, they would bring me the toys. So I've got a box full <laughs> of, of little toys, and then they quit making them for a while because of like choking hazard, that kind of stuff. But I guess they said, "What the heck?" And so now they're back, and uh, so I've been buying a few at a time, um, of course, you know, you every have. now and then. So that's my my cheap. So, did you read the article that I sent you in the art
0: about your kids don't want your junk?
1: Yeah, we're going to get to that in in a minute when I get to the expensive ones. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So, what's your next one? So, the medium range probably is going to be my book collection. Uh, Again, we've discussed my books. But what I've found recently, I love to get a signed book. Every now and then I'll go to like a rare bookstore and and get something that is a first edition signed kind of a thing. So, those can get really pricey. I don't do that a lot. But I was in a bookstore in Tuscaloosa, uh, Ernest and Hadley, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and was looking through. They had a used book section, and I found this whole section on travel books that were about places I had lived and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so I got was like it, a first edition. Was it
0: the J section?
1: It could have been. It could have very well been. Yeah. Um, but I've also found, it. I don't think I necessarily found it there, maybe one there, but I go to estate sales whenever I can and, you know, mm-hmm. garage, I mean, uh, like antique shops and stuff. And when I find books, I have found a few, especially the estate sales that'll be signed by the author, but inscribed to someone else
0: personalized.
1: Yeah. And I think this is kind of fun because it's still, you know, the author has touched this and it's had a personal note to it. So I've got a, I've got a lot of signed books to me. I've got a lot of signed books that are just signed like the John Grisham. Now he just signs them. I've got some that are personal. From his early years, and, and mostly now it's just his scribble. So, you met John a few times. I have not, but my mom my mom did. You know, okay. She, she arranged all that. Thank you, Mrs. Reed. Yes, Mrs. Reed, my mama. Um, but then, and I've gotten around here, there's, you know, being near Mississippi State, there's some authors. And um, so, I found a couple of signed books to other people. And, and every now and then you'll find one just in a store that, you know, was signed to somebody. And um, so, that's kind of fun. It's kind of a, a treasure hunt almost. Okay. So I ordered a book offline, matter of fact, uh, last Christmas there was a book I wanted by Adrian Miller, uh, he's a kind of a food writer, and I ordered it because I wanted a hardback, and when it, when it arrived it turned out to be a signed first edition hardback, but it didn't say that in the description, Ooh, so, nice! Yeah, you get lucky every now and then. Was
0: that uh, inscribed to you? It was not, no, no. Just, just a signature on
1: that one. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So I guess that's my mid-range and my, my top range.
0: Um, Is somebody to come in and clean all the crap out of your house?
1: Well, that will be that'll be a chore for sure. <laughs> that would be the high range. Yeah, so it was a toss-up between the big green egg because when yeah. I got my big green egg, I I was convinced. Uh, thank you, Wes, um, to get the extra large. Of course, and, you are. Yeah, so I've got the extra large big green egg, and I don't use it nearly as uh, often as I mm-hmm. would like to. But but it, it was a it was a big purchase just because I wanted to have it, and I do use it, and I love it. But uh, you know that yeah, was a big thing, but. I was looking through for you know Christmas ideas and for my for my family to give me and stuff like that because I'm you know that's what we do we make lists <laughs> we don't have catalogs anymore to do that with yeah uh, and you know I've talked about my big Jerry Rice collection before your gigantic Jerry Rice collection. gigantic so I was trying to find there's like a variant uh, McFarlane figure that had a variant just in the color of the helmet or something like that that sure. was uh, and I'm I, that's probably the only figure in the major series that I don't have at this point. And it was still, I, when I came across it, it, it was still going for 200 dollars on oh, wow. eBay. Yeah. Now, the other things that I have paid for, like I specifically looked up, there was a Refrigerator Perry rookie card. Or no, it wasn't a rookie card. It was an error card. I can't mm-hmm. even remember what the error was, but but in the day, it was... Kind of hard to find. Yeah. It, it was probably $35, 40 if not more. And I found one here at a problem. It might have been Gundog. I can't remember what the name of this shop was here, probably. But um, bought the card, was so excited. It's going for 99 cents on eBay today. <laughs> so <laughs> I paid oh. good, big money for some of this stuff. But it's
0: uh, what you call a depreciating asset.
1: Definitely a depreciating asset. You talked about the DVDs losing their layers. I'm sure the uh, plastic surrounding my mint condition, Jerry Rice's will crumble and fade to yellow at some point. Too. Oh, probably so. I but it's still meaningful to me. Sure. And I realized, yeah, my kids are not going to want it. They're not going to keep it forever. Um, you know, I, it, I'm not going to spend $200 on the variant uh, yeah. figure right now. It's, I've wisened up a little bit. But that's definitely my uh, my big thing.
0: So do you have any plans? And I, I'm kind of asking this rhetorically. Well, I mean, to myself, so that's not really rhetorical. Have you thought about liquidating any of your collections or any of your assets
1: at some point? Yeah, I probably
0: will. Before you hit the, the nursing home before I hit the nursing home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it. I've gotten to where over the last year, I mean, the Netflix thing is a, is a good example sure. where I've realized, you know, I can't keep everything. We had a garage sale actually, you know, sold some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm looking at stuff that, um, that I don't, that I don't need. My closet is too full. I mean, I'm, I'm coming around. It's a slow process, though.
0: I've uh, I've started going through books and donating. You really
1: books. need to do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I'm trying to give away. I'm trying to de- deplete, you know, three or four books a week out of my collection to try to make a. a
1: that's a good idea. A, kind of take it slow and not yeah, feel and, as and drastic.
0: Basically, I look at it and say, okay, am I really going to read this again?
1: Well, that's the thing. I was thinking about that just the other day. I've got all these books, and I, Melissa was out yesterday, and I got her to buy some things to make me a new bookshelf because I've got stacks, literal stacks of books. I buy them faster than I can read them. But most of the time I'm not going to read them again. Yeah. Because there's so much out there that's new that I want to read. So plus all the stuff that I have to watch to keep up with y'all. Yeah, that's right. So, so I, I, I'm realizing that despite the fact that I would love to have this, that probably nobody else in my family is going to read them. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I can sell them for a buck a piece or give them to the library book sale or something like that. And that's what we're somebody doing. Somebody else get some enjoyment. So I'm going to have to do that. And also, my daughter wants this. uh She's getting married in June and she's planning her furniture. So she realized there's this dresser, this heavy duty dresser out in there in a closet that's full of books right now, which is uh, not the best way to store no, books to yeah. begin with. It's a heavy drawer. So, I'm going to clean that out so that maybe she can take the dresser, and that'll be a good. Uh, sure. I've got six months to do that.
0: So, you've got six months to empty it out and get it ready for, right? Right. Well, and that's going to be here before we know it. Because remember, we were talking about just like last week. Oh, Christmas is six months away. And it's like literally as you listen to this. Yeah, it's, it's n- here. It's next week. So. It's at the door, it's, it's on at, the roof, it's on the Lidden roof,
1: down the chimney.
0: Wow, you're getting into
1: that. Yeah, we've been listening to Christmas at work since the day after Thanksgiving. So So
0: you've got your tree up now, right?
1: We have what tree we're going to have up, yeah. Okay, all right. We didn't go full on this year because uh, nobody's going to be here right on Christmas. So So when when are you going to watch Die Hard? I don't know, probably some night when Melissa's already left <laughs> to go with her mom to, to Gatlinburg and I have you know, I'm home alone, I can watch it.
0: Oh wow, we need to have an we need to have a diehard Christmas viewing party. So that would be you lots could of read the book. book. Could read the aloud. book. Read the book aloud, then watch the movie. That's We're right of fire. So all right, that does it for this week. We will see you next time around.